Ellen White once wrote, The Sabbath school, if rightly conducted, is one of God's great instrumentalities to bring souls to a knowledge of the truth. For many of us, however, Sabbath school is anything but a soul-winning endeavor. Beyond this, if you've ever been asked to teach a Sabbath school lesson, you might have discovered that there really isn't much guidance. How can we teach Sabbath school in a way that is engaging, fun, and leads others to Jesus? Are there practical models and ideas that we can use to help facilitate discovery of the Bible? Welcome to the GYC Beyond podcast. If you've ever felt inadequate as a Sabbath school teacher or simply want to improve your abilities, you will enjoy this week's episode. Shauna Chung and I discuss methods for teaching and encouraging engagement in Sabbath school class with Justin Kim. Justin is the editor of Collegiate Quarterly and assistant director of Sabbath School and Personal Ministries Department at the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. He has previously served as a missionary pastor and director of the Public Campus Ministry Department in Michigan and is a co-founder of the GYC Movement. Father in heaven, we're embarking on a really fun project and we ask that you bless uh, the past conversations with post-production and the future conversations and and this especially this one that we're going to talk about Sabbath school we don't want to do anything without you so we ask that you bless us now we pray in Jesus name amen Amen. Amen. thank you so much for being willing to talk about Sabbath school Um, I know that you're really really close to Sabbath school right now uh, with your position at the GC what is your perspective on Sabbath school in general my perspective on Sabbath school in general, I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's cool. Uh-huh. On a serious note, I think Sabbath school, I think everyone's for it, but like there's a lot of people who, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty, like you're late for it or you don't go out to it. Uh-huh. We're finding out more and more like the next generation, not generation, not millennial generation, but the generation after that is not really, doesn't even know what Sabbath school is, mm-hmm. not really engaging. Uh, the millennial generation is very for Sabbath school. I mean, very for into service mm-hmm. and, and evangel, da, 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 all that stuff, Bible mm-hmm. study, but they just can't get up in the morning to go for it. You know, that <laughs> seems to be, be, be the big thing. But I really feel that, you know, church is church. You sit, you, you engage and whatnot. And um, it's kind of like a long airplane ride. You know, you sit and you see some services walk back and forth. And <laughs> I'm sorry, flight attendants who are also male who go back and forth. But you don't really do anything. Where Sabbath school, you're, there's a lot of cerebral activity, but also physical and evangelistic, and it's a lot more social and, and an ideal situation. Mm-hmm. So I have a passion for burden or bad, or burden to revive it, to see it better, uh, especially for young adults. Mm-hmm. So in your opinion, what is an ideal Sabbath school? What does it look like and what should it be? Yeah. So the, the ideal Sabbath school, and, and, and that's the thing. I think everyone has a picture of what ideal Sabbath school should be. You sit, you you you, you uh, rotate that, that uh, yellow envelope majig, uh-huh. and you put your dollar in there, and, <laughs> and uh, you have your superintendent's remarks for some churches. The, the ideal Sabbath school is actually a very creative format, and it could look like anything. Mm-hmm. And there's some Sabbath schools where they even they don't sit and they go out and do outreach or service from 9.30 to 11 o'clock. Mm. Um, there, I don't know okay. if you know, there are the four goals of Sabbath school. One is studying the Word of God. Two is fellowship. Three is community outreach. And four is world missions. Mm-hmm. So it's incorporating all those four things. Now, you don't want to do outreach every Sabbath, but you do like mix it up. A lot of people think Sabbath school is the Bible study period, and that that is probably the best thing. That's the juiciest part. 
And so the best Sabbath school that I've been to is where you sit and you actually open the Bible <laughs> and not the Sabbath school quarterly. And you read the Bible and you study the Bible and you ask questions about it. And it's more the group format is people should have studied it before during the week. And then you're sharing your insights on Sabbath. But what usually happens is no one studied it during the week. Right. And then the teacher studied it. And then either he gives the pre-sermon to the sermon uh-huh. or he asks questions. You get the awkward silence and everyone's doesn't, everyone doesn't know. So they give their opinions and it's just a horrible experience. Uh-huh. Yeah. So speaking of, I guess, getting people involved... I think that the the Sabbath school quarterly has a lot to do with that kind of mm-hmm. activating people. How do you use that to its fullest potential? Yeah. So that quarterly is is a lot of people think it's partially inspired. <laughs> uh, I heard that one in one church and it's not partially inspired. It's just written by normal human people who live <laughs> on on earth. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's it's a booklet, it's a resource. It's not it's not a program where if you plug in, it just makes your Sabbath school awesome. It's really, it all, Sabbath school falls or rises really on the teacher. Mm. Uh, how good the teacher is, how engaging, how many questions, how we ask the questions, uh, how she may develop an atmosphere of candor mm-hmm. and even vulnerability uh-huh. while not letting it degrade into like a emotion fest and prayer requests and talking about everything underneath the sun, except for the the Bible topic at hand, Mm -hmm. it should meet the needs, but not be, and then there's other formats for that, but not for Sabbath Mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. So as a young person myself, I've never had someone come to me and say, Hey, I can teach you how to teach Sabbath school. Yeah. As a young person who hasn't, you know, let's say a listener has never taught a Sabbath school but wants to. Yeah. How should they start and what kind of principles should they use to make it interesting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. That's that's awesome question. There's, there's a couple of things. I mean, I can talk about this forever. But one thing is really teaching the younger divisions is great training. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of smaller churches, you already, already have that happening. But on a philosophical level, if you can teach young children, you can teach anyone. Mm-hmm. Because to have their attention, mm-hmm. for them to be intellectually stimulated, for teach them spiritual things, it's great training to teach adults. Uh, it's a lot harder to teach kids than adults. Adults can listen to whatever and they'll be like, that's mm-hmm. sweet, honey, and then they will go on or whatever. <laughs> so then for adults, the in the, the ideal situation is really I, I encourage teachers to read a lot. You can't wing a good Sabbath school on Friday night. Mm-hmm. I know Friday night the Holy Spirit is very powerful <laughs> and, 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 and helps you prepare, but we should be reading a lot. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't even I would even say reading random stuff mm-hmm. because the random stuff helps feed the main main stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it all in the nexus of the teacher. It, it just it just makes it more juicier, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. And the format should be, you know, what I do is you, 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 we only have like, what, 40 minutes, some churches 20 minutes, some churches 30 minutes. We only yeah. have a short amount of time. So it's really to get the, the gist and then get the scripture. And my thing is just find a small passage and teach that passage well mm-hmm. rather than trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. And so my format is just you read the text and then I ask someone to explain it and then we give applications to it. Then we read the next verse and then we give what does it say and then application. So it's just... Reading, interpretation, application, mm-hmm. reading, and just, just and until the bell rings. Mm-hmm. And at the end, it should be the teacher's job for some kind of appeal. Mm-hmm. Not an appeal for come up to the front and for I mean, that. I mean, there's only like, if there's five people there, it's kind of awkward. <laughs> but for some kind of action, some kind of conclusion, some kind of 
hey, did you guys all appreciate that? You, you guys all want to, you all want to do that together this week? Mm-hmm. And then during the week, you hold each other accountable. It's, it's really the original small groups. Mm-hmm. But what usually happens is like you talk and opinion, opinion, opinion. Oh, the bell rang. And then you just give a prayer. But the prayer is like some kind of awkward formality just right. to finish it off. Mm-hmm. And you're not really praying to God for something. It's just, Lord, now we're going to go divine service. So help us not to get hurt on the way upstairs, you know, or something. <laughs> But it should be an appeal. And then some people maybe they may want to do that. Some people not. And so that's up to them. Mm-hmm. So. so as a, a person who might be involved in Sabbath school leadership, they're already facilitating these small groups and things. You kind of mentioned that there is that tendency for people to get derailed, mm-hmm. for the participation to kind of overshadow the focus of that particular Sabbath school lesson. How do you keep the conversation focus? How do you prevent being bulldozed by your congregation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's an awesome question. And they, we have, uh, I have seminars, but there's also other people who give seminars, not in terms of Sabbath school, but in terms of communications, even in this format of of podcasting and radio. I mean, you always have that one person, hopefully it's not me, but that (laughs) one person who just keeps on talking and talking and talking and talking, and you got to go through a commercial break or the program's over or something. There's these nice Christian courteous ways of being like, thank you, brother, for your enthusiasm, but we need to get back. And and you got to use your personality. Like mm-hmm. my personality tends to be a little bit humorous mm-hmm. and a little bit confrontational while protecting their <laughs> dignity kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, there's others who are a little bit more introverted, but using your personality, there's these little things that you can do to in a polite way. Mm-hmm. And then after, if they continue derailing you, you can actually pull rank on them and say, mm-hmm. look, we only have 10 minutes left and there's, I'm the teacher and I, I want, you don't want to say I'm the teacher here, but like, I want, I want to get through this material. So can you just hold on to that for, for, for a second or, and then it's just skills that you learn. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more skills you learn, the more smoother you seem. And every Sabbath school has those people (laughs) you know and that's okay and that's human nature Mm -hmm. that's human nature right so if i was part of like a small church and maybe had just a couple of young people and i was teaching youth Sabbath school how could i encourage more uh, communication Mm -hmm. more talking and equal participation Mm -hmm. yeah that's an awesome question the one key i think the the secret that's missing in sabbath school is visiting each other during the week Hmm. So we often don't do that in our Adventist circles. We just see each other on Sabbath and we, we don't want to see them during the week because we're busy or we don't like them. And so <laughs> if we visit, like if as a teacher, um, there's Spirit of Prophecy Council that says visit your class members. And even if in the younger divisions, you know, if I'm a primary teacher, visit the families. And, it, and, and every, every problem can pretty much be solved by visitation. Like, hey, we want to come on time. They're not coming on time. Hey, we want to make the Sabbath school really good. Like, for that to happen, can you help me? Like, let's. It's really hard for me to be there by nine by nine thirty. But sometimes I'm there, and sometimes I'm, there's no one else there. Like, can you be there? Can you make a commitment? And whether they're there or not, I mean, it's up to them. But you make the appeal, right? Mm-hmm. If they're problematic and they talk too much, we're like, hey, can you help me? Like, we're trying to get non avenues to come out, but sometimes there's like a lot of people who talk like, like you. And so can you, like, I mean, you're going to be kind of funny, and, and, but, but, but just kind of like lay the burden before them. And like, we want to make this really good. Or if they're introverted or if they're not doing their lesson, like, like hey, like, I want to get into the Bible. I really want, we're doing Romans this semester or not semester, this uh <laughs> This, uh, this quarter uh-huh. and do you have a Bible like do you, do you read it and 
And that may be the opening for another spiritual issue, another problem, another conversation, something. And it's always been good. It's always been good. Visitation, I think it's 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 like the secret. And not necessarily at home. It could be at a neutral spot. It could be uh-huh. at a you know a decaffeinated Starbucks. It could be you know wherever <laughs> you want to go. So just in relation to that whole idea of like visitation and trying to get equal participation, mm-hmm. if I'm a Sabbath school teacher that doesn't like the lesson. Mm-hmm. Is it okay to use other materials? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's nice to perhaps maybe use the topic at hand, Uh but you don't have to go through the order that the lesson has. The topic is a a guide. It's a Sabbath school, or the official name is Adult Bible Study Guide. So it's not mandated by the general conference that you need to follow this format. Uh And if not, Ted Wilson's been knocking on your church (laughs) and demanding your membership. It's, It's a guide, so... I think the cool thing is to at least use the same topic because the whole world church is studying that topic. Right. And if you look at it interdenominationally, there's probably not another denomination that has a world document that the entire world is studying simultaneously and translating into all these languages. It's cool to be part of a church. And, and, and that's yeah, what makes it, it different from an institution and from a movement. I mean, it's, it's so cool that I can go to Cairo, Bangladesh, and go to Tokyo and, and Fiji, and they're still studying the same thing we are. You know, mm. um, so that's cool. And so, if someone's visiting, it's nice to have that that right. connection. So, yeah. having like that connectedness still as mm-hmm. a world church and going through that progression of thought that has been mm-hmm. carefully, you know, planned, mm-hmm. but being able to use other resources to pull in to yeah. teach it. Yeah, yeah. There's a like, spirit of prophecy. I mean, you got online stuff, and you can just. I mean, the 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 world is your oyster. <laughs> I don't know. The, there's no limit to that. So, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as it gets back to the Bible, right mm-hmm. at at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Yeah. yeah. Just changing topics slightly, like we've talked about um, how to make Sabbath school a bit more mm-hmm. interesting, mm-hmm. and we talked about things like visitation and in the format. How do I make Sabbath school friendly for non-Adventists mm-hmm. so that I can invite them and they're going to fit in and engage with it as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every Sabbath school lesson should be friendly to, uh, to non-Adventists <laughs> yeah. and, and Adventists, uh-huh. um, but Sabbath school in its design, was meant for non-Adventists. Yeah. It was meant evangelist. It was meant to be evangelistic. And somewhere in the 1970s and 80s, it started being, like, relegated to, like, the Adventists and then, like, the hardcore Adventists <laughs> and, like, an exclusive club where we just talked about when is the second, you know, coming or with Sunday law and who's the market, all that stuff. Right. And then we had to think of, the question came up, how do we make this friendly to Adventists mm-hmm. or non-Adventists? All the dialogue, all the the questions should be should be open and and, and, and a friendly environment for questioning. Mm-hmm. So back in like in the before seventies, the fifties and sixties, the word was I mean I wasn't alive back then that more non-Adventists came to Sabbath school, mm. and when divine service started, they snuck on out. Mm-hmm. Right, but something happened in the seventies and eighties where non-Adventists stopped coming out to Sabbath school and they snuck into divine service. Mm-hmm. And I really don't know the answer to that. I mean, I have some some hy- hypotheses, but that shift has happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know why. I don't know why. But the Sabbath schools that are evangelistic are the healthiest ones. Right. So, I mean, one of the things I've encountered that makes Sabbath school difficult to invite non-Adventists mm-hmm. is just the culture of using a lot of Adventist language and, mm-hmm. and arguing over Adventist doctrine and minutia. Mm-hmm. 
how do, can I create a culture that at least makes that process easier? Yeah. A lot of that is within the DNA of how that Sabbath school got started. Mm-hmm. So if that Sabbath school has been going on for a billion years and then the teacher is like 900 years, uh-huh. I mean, you just have to wait till they turn a thousand years old and then and then move on. So in the DNA, it's, 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 it's some... So there's some things you can do. One is to have a visitor's class, mm-hmm. but not call it the visitor's class. Uh-huh. And even to rethink the Sabbath morning experience from the minute they, the people come out of the car, mm-hmm. the first impression from the sign to the greeters, to the bulletin cover, to your website. And like, oh, hey, you're, you're new to our church. And whether you're an Adventist or not, just being new to our church, hey, we want you to come to this class where everyone's friendly, everyone's normal, and they're not going to like, you know, stare at you for because for, for whatever reason that weird Adventists do. And then to put the weird people in another class and, and let that slowly die. Uh-huh. You know, as, as harsh as that sounds, if we don't do that, then all the Sabbath school classes may potentially die. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you have to look at this almost medically and, and clinically and, and, and confine the, uh-huh. the infection. Or to have just an open up a dialogue with your church. Mm-hmm. And say, hey, this is what's going on. We want to do some changes, and 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 there's some churches where that's okay, and where there's some churches that, we, that won't do anything. Mm-hmm. But I really feel that if you have that burden, that God's going to give you that wisdom. He's going to give you that opportunity. And every context is so different. You can't give a blanket Definitely. like do this and it'll solve everything, and that never works. Uh huh. Yeah, like I, I really appreciate the discussion that we've had just on Sabbath school in general and how mm-hmm. we can make it interesting and also mm-hmm. evangelistic. I think just to close off, um, one last question that I had is, how does the Sabbath school lesson come out of my own devotional life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And should I be using that Sabbath school lesson in my devotions? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a question that I have battled myself. So there's Spirit of Prophecy com- uh, Council that when I read, I was like, how did you know? Like, <laughs> she says, don't prepare for Sabbath school on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been super guilty. Like, oh, I'm teaching tomorrow. And you go online, you watch all the Sabbath school videos because that you normally don't watch. And <laughs> we have a TV show ourselves. And then I'm like, oh, no, what do we do? And then, and then like Friday becomes a very stressful point. And then I've also gone to the other side where like, today is Sunday. I must study Sunday. Today is Monday. And it's, there's also kind of a legalistic, weird checklist experience with that. It's not positive. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day for me, and I don't know if this is the answer for everyone, but it's not about Sabbath school. It's not about what you're teaching. It's really, do I have an encounter with God through the word of God? Mm-hmm. And as Adventists, our contact point with God, it's not in the music it's not in the preaching. It's not in the church. It's not in the baptism. It's not with right. the communion bread. It's not with the Holy Spirit. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but you know, but it's really with the word of God is where the contact point is. And then the Holy Spirit and then all these things, you know, they, they, that comes in afterwards. And once I set that as my central, then whatever I did with devotions, whatever I did with Sabbath school, it all kind of clicked in, you know. Mm-hmm. So out of, and then out of my discipline, then I'm like, maybe I should do my Sabbath school, you know, daily. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes I do it on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays. Some I still sometimes I still do it on Fridays. <laughs> um, sometimes I don't do it at all, you know. And it's just I think that's just we have so many resources with our generation. It's hard to choose what what right. what's good. But my thing is choose one thing and do it well, mm-hmm. and you'll get uh-huh. a blessing out of it, rather than being randomly going everywhere. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
I appreciate the fact that you are talking about, I guess, principles, mm-hmm. just general principles that people can use and plug into their own context. And I really appreciate your transparency and your honesty as well. <laughs> and I think that listeners will definitely get a benefit out of this. Just knowing, I guess, even the behind the scenes, the structure of how everything works. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, no, yeah. I thank you for your time. This was very, 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 very enlightening for me <laughs> and exciting and Thank you for joining us in our discussion with Justin Kim. We appreciate his contribution and hope that the ideas he presented will encourage you as you serve God in your local church.